Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast, where we want to give you tips on staying healthy and even expose common myths about health and aging so you can enjoy a healthier and active life in the amazing South Sound. Brought to you by Dr. Jennifer Penrose, owner of Penrose & Associates Physical Therapy. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast, where we want to give you tips on staying healthy and even expose common myths about health and aging so you can enjoy a healthier and active life in this amazing South Sound area. So first of all, my name is Dr. Jennifer Penrose and with me today is a patient of ours, Cleo. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you. My pleasure. First, we're going to just go over what we're about to talk about. We're going to hear about Cleo's journey with us and how she started physical therapy And now she attends our yoga classes. So the bulk of our talk is going to be on the yoga classes and the benefits of yoga. So we'll take a deep dive there. But we do want to give a little brief history on how she even ended up at Penrose Physical Therapy. So why don't you kind of start with that? How did you hear about us? How did you land here? Well, I guess it would help to let people know that I am 78 years old. And I wish that I had taken a lot better care of my body when I was a younger person. But they don't tell you what hard work it is getting older and that you're going to have a lot more challenges. And I wished I'd have paid more attention when I was younger. I've uh, suffered some severe injuries. I almost broke my neck with a whiplash injury when I was 18 years old in an automobile accident. Oh, man. When I was a child, I fell into a gravel pit and cracked both my kneecaps. And so... That was a recipe for osteoarthritis, and just, I guess I led an active life is kind of the bottom line, but basically, I have two very challenged knees. Yes. No cartilage left, torn ACLs on both knees, macerated meniscus, and a bunch of cysts, and all kinds of soft tissue injury. And I am not a surgery candidate. It is absolutely not an option for me because of my past history of blood clots from two bouts with cancer and lymphedema in my legs from the cancer treatment. Yeah. So getting a total knee replacement is not the easy answer here for you. (laughs) No. No. So I had to look for other alternatives. And uh, physical therapy is one of them that It wasn't something that was offered when I injured my neck, but when I broke my heel, and we won't go into that, (laughs) that was kind of crazy, but when I broke my heel, I did do physical therapy for the first time, and this was in 1985, and it made a world of difference. They didn't expect me to get back, but 15% of my range of motion, and I ended up getting back 75% in my foot and ankle. Oh, that's wonderful. So, and it was all because of the physical therapy. So I'm a firm believer in physical therapy. And when my back, because of my family history of arthritis, I have degenerative disc disease, which is very common for older people, particularly people that have yes. arthritis. Yes. So when my back started acting up is what brought me to Penrose because I knew physical therapy would be the best because back surgery is really, really tricky and it's successful for some people, but not for others. So surgery should always be a last resort. You should try to salvage everything you can, not like me, break a few things here and there. Yeah. And my main reason for choosing Penrose to start with was because of location. It was convenient to my home. However, 
I am so lucky I found Penrose because every one of the therapists and the assistants have just provided quality treatment. And I've just been very, very happy with my knee treatment and my back. And I didn't get around to therapy on my neck. And we'll go into that a little bit later. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But yeah, no, it's you've had quite the ordeal of things in your life, I would say, for sure, with health and joints and quite a journey. You know, it has been a journey, but it's been fun. <laughs> That's good. Were there things before therapy with the knees or the back, or you can comment on either, that we helped you with that you couldn't do before? And we know, a full acknowledgement here, her arthritis is so, is very bad in her knees. She has to use braces and we've helped her get stronger. But if you can highlight to people listening, like, were there things you couldn't do before, but then after you could? The biggest improvement was the range of motion and the flexibility. It's not going upstairs that's a challenge. It's coming downstairs. And one of the biggest things that I learned from the physical therapy was how much my body was not allowing me to do things because it, because it was guarding against pain. Right. And so once you learn the best way to move to get accomplish what you want to get done is like get up off of the floor, which I couldn't do and I can now. Yeah. Yeah. Going downstairs is still a challenge because my body will just, I look at the stairs and my body just goes, uh-uh, no way, babe. <laughs> Not going almost there. like almost an instant reflex of rejection. That's it. But it's just been such a wonderful experience because every time I've required physical therapy, and it's been an on and off. I think I've yes, it's been about four years, three or four years. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Yeah, and I'll get good, and then something happens, like a surgery, where I'm inactive and. Not moving is not an option. When you don't move, your body freezes up if you have arthritis. Yes, so it does. you need that movement. And so it's been an ongoing process as I've had these challenges that they have to straighten me back out. Yeah, I call them tune ups. I, yeah. I tell patients, like, you know, we're towards the end, we got things good and everything's working well right now. But don't be afraid if something happens in your world and you need a tune up. I mean, it's not. It's not that you failed. It's just things happen in life, whether it's an illness or a surgery or a, a new injury or something. You might need a tune-up, and that that is completely okay. Yeah. The last challenge that kind of led me into the yoga, which we want to talk about, was yeah. nerve damage from the cancer treatment, the radiation. And I didn't have severe nerve damage, but I had enough. And... Then when I had a surgery and with the pandemic and it was difficult to get treatment and just things just kind of snowballed, I was inactive. And the nerve pain, because the muscles tightened up so much, the nerve pain got almost unbearable. And so I went through some different options with medications, which I don't deal with very successfully and they weren't beneficial. And finally using opioids enough to keep the pain at a minimum I could start back with physical activity, and I came back to physical therapy. But of course, you know, insurances have limitations. Yes. And I kept improving. I've never had a severe fall risk, but I've had balance issues from a medication they gave me. 
And the physical therapy really, really improved that. I was using two walking sticks to maintain my balance, and I got down to one. And then I ran out of insurance. And I just knew that if I stopped, I wouldn't keep up with it enough at home to make the improvements that I was after. So when I found out about the yoga classes and the power classes, that's what led me to taking those so that I could keep improving. Yeah, let's talk about the the yoga classes because our our intent here is kind of exactly what you're painting the picture of and what happened to you is people, insurance usually doesn't pay for 100% back to everything that you once were. kind of gets people to like 70%, I would say. And then at that point, they either need to continue on their own of some kind or join one of our classes, which is what we're talking about, the yoga one in particular. And that one, we really wanted to design something that would help with flexibility, bone density, posture, and the poses, if you go through them correctly, they really, they're challenging to muscular endurance. I went through several of the chair classes myself just to understand what we'd be putting patients through. And I was, I was sore and I was tired. <laughs> so it, I think it's a misnomer where people, they think either one of two things, these are going to be so extraordinarily hard. Like the poses are, you know, I'm too stiff. I'm too tight. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Or, well, it's, it's just going to be too easy. It's going to be just simple stretching. Like, I think those are two ends of the spectrum where people often fall on. And really you can make it as difficult or challenging for each person as long as they understand what they're supposed to be doing of pulling the muscles to kind of their, their that person's limit of flexibility. Would you, do you want to add to that? Just That's exactly it. It's a gentle way of approaching getting your muscles back into shape. You cannot be aggressive when you have mobility issues. There's just too much pain involved and you need something that, and they do modify the classes so that, that if you have health issues and they are aware of your physical limitations, they will help you modify the poses. And so you stretch those muscles out gently without causing more irritation than's necessary. And it's a gentle approach to gaining strength. And even though they say chair yoga, the chair is, is basically there to help you maintain your balance and, and to give you a sense of confidence. Some of the poses are similar to the regular poses, and you can work up to doing the regular poses. But it's a gentle approach that you can take at your own pace and you can concentrate on using your muscles and when you're paying attention to what your muscles are doing, you're less likely to injure yourself or cause yourself pain. I Very, very seldom have I had a pain issue when I'm doing the classes. And it's usually because I don't have my foot positioned properly. <laughs> As a listener to the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast, this month we're offering our yoga class for free. Limit one per person. To sign up, contact us at info at penrosept.com or call us directly at 360-456-1444. That's 360-456-1444. And now, back to the episode. I really like that we only have, we only allow six to seven people in the classes so that the instructor can 
really keep an eye literally on every person and kind of check and spot and give cues or notice that somebody's foot is not in the right position because some of some classes you know if you have 20 or 30 people and there there's just no way for an instructor to go around and be aware of everyone's position at every moment it just isn't possible I would say there's a mental aspect to doing yoga as well. And I don't think you get that in a large class. There's too much going on. There's too much of a tendency to pay attention to what other people are doing. And again, the instructor can't give you the individual invitation attention that you need for your particular issues. And in a large class, it's easier for you to do it wrong and to injure yourself or to cause yourself some pain, which then makes you not want to do it. But having the the instructors in the class are excellent at watching because they have fewer people and they catch when somebody needs just a little adjustment and they're very good and very gentle about doing it. So, and it's not disruptive to the rest of the class and you don't feel like you're being corrected or chastised. It's just like, <laughs> you just need to move a little bit here. Let me show you. And, and they'll gently yeah. move you into the proper position. It's just really a great way to go. Yeah. There are a lot of benefits to, to yoga. I wanted to mention a few of them. There's a number of studies out there that have shown that it helps stress and anxiety. And I think you were kind of touching on this, that it's kind of, you know, the mental aspect of it and not having too many people in the class, you know, it allows that calmness and it can enhance your mood and just an overall sense of, of well-being. It's been used to manage symptoms of depression and anxiety. So there, that you can find, if people are really interested in finding all those studies, you, you will find them on PubMed. That's often where I go for published research. But I'm sure even Mayo Clinic often has things on yoga and the benefits to that. I don't know if there's anything you want to speak on the mental aspect there that you really appreciate about yoga. The interesting thing is when you do the classes and you're you're paying attention to what your body's doing and you're paying attention to, to the moves and you're paying attention to your breathing, you're not thinking about anything else. You're not thinking about the person that cut you off in traffic. You're not thinking about, oh, that husband does that one more time, I'm going to bash him. <laughs> Yes, there's no no other stress going on right now. And you do. That is one aspect of the class. We usually wind down with the relaxing and, and then so that you can just have that moment of peace and listening to your body and just relaxing and enjoying the breathing and the stillness and the calmness of it all. Yeah, and I think, I mean, a lot of us these days wear smart devices, mm-hmm. right? Like I, ha- I have an Apple watch and it will remind me during the day, it like buzzes me to say, go ahead and take a few minutes for some deep breathing. Like these apps are just automatically put on our devices to remind us to do some deep breathing. There's enough literature out there that shows we just, as a, as a culture, we just go, 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 go. And we never really pause and calm down <laughs> and take those moments to, to de-stress, to kind of get Our parasympathetic nervous system is what it's called. The rest and digest part, we're always, we're almost always in fight or flight all the time, which then leads to chronic stress and chronic inflammation and (laughs) a whole host of things. So it is one of those, if you're not taking the time, yoga is a great way to deal with stress, I think. It is. And then also 
the breathing aspect of yoga, the fact that it's actually a breath practice as well. And there's a lot of studies that show that the deep breathing and proper breathing is beneficial to stress reduction. And if you have lung issues, which I do. Yeah, add that to the list. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, heart issues, which also I do. It's very beneficial for those. And particularly the breathing, like people that have COPD, it's highly recommended. Yeah. It uh, has helped me with... um, I have been recently diagnosed with pulmonary hypertension and I'm not showing any symptoms. It's just that it's there and there is no cure for it. And so the breathing, even though my oxygen levels are good, knowing that you have something like this hanging out there, there's a certain anxiety. But the breathing in the classes, I've noticed that I don't worry about it as much. I'm more relaxed about it. I'm confident that I'm getting enough oxygen into my lungs. And so it's been very helpful for that. Other benefits to yoga for fitness, on the fitness side of it, it does help improve balance and flexibility, range of motion, and strength. So I don't know if you want to speak to some of those areas. I think that's partly why you are in the class. It is. It is. While I've never really had a history of falls, I did have serious balance issues. And so you don't want to develop a history of falls. And it was very difficult with my knees to get up and down off of the floor. And those times when you need to bend down to pick something up and you just can't. That has improved. I can get up and down off of the floor now. It's not a pretty thing sometimes, but at least I'm comfortable and it causes me no pain. And that's one of the, been one of the big benefits. And the balance has improved significantly. I no longer use the walking sticks unless I'm walking long distances. So it's, it's really been beneficial for that. The strengthening uh, gives you a sense of confidence that you can control your body, and it gives you a better awareness of where your body is in space. Yeah. And you're less likely to fall because if you feel like you're, you can't figure out exactly where your body is, you're more, you have more of a tendency to sudden movements that can tip you over. Yeah. There's so much literature on yoga, I think. I mean, kind of touched on this. It does reduce risk factors for chronic diseases like heart disease, high blood pressure, low back pain, neck pain, and you can speak to that, I think, as well. And it and COPD that you mentioned you have, and arthritis, and even insomnia, which I thought, isn't that interesting that people need to kind of have a yoga and breathing? It, it must calm them down enough that it also helps them have a better sleep pattern. I, I, I just found that pretty fascinating. I, I wouldn't have guessed that yoga would help with sleeping, but if you're stressed all the time, it's really hard to shut that off unless you are purposeful, like yoga is, to try to calm you down a little bit. But I think you were mentioning a little bit about some neck pain, but you've found that yoga has helped with that, right? I uh, had the whiplash injury when I was 18 years old, and it's been a problem that I've just dealt with with chiropractic. And lately, of course, as I get older, and I'm my chiropractor that I've had for 50 years is retired. And so I was having more issues. And I was going to come back once I had a new insurance year for physical therapy with for my neck. 
And also, Jennifer gave me some information on finding a new chiropractor. However, surprisingly to me, the yoga, I have not had any inclination to come back for physical therapy for my neck. And I've dithered about getting the chiropractor, which I know I need to do, but still it hasn't been an urgency, which it was before. And so that was something that surprised me, how much that improved what has been a pretty long issue for me. Yeah. And it's, it's been continuous, like chiropractor visits usually once a week for almost my whole life. Well, and the thing about yoga, and I think you can attest to this, a lot of the stretches and movements, you're moving a lot of your chest mm-hmm. and your rib cage, your upper torso, getting a lot of movement through the shoulders, your trunk. If you can get more movement through the rib cage, upper back, shoulders, that will often take stress off the neck. So in physical therapy, when we work with clients, a lot of the stretching is focused on away from the neck. Not that we aren't treating the neck, but everything else needs to do its fair share mm-hmm. of the work and take some stress off of the part that's being overstrained. And so you were telling me about how you're gaining a lot of flexibility with some of those stretches. It's probably in some areas where your neck isn't really the prime thing you're stretching at the time. It's all this other stuff that pulls and affects the it's neck. It's opening up your chest, keeping your shoulders down, and because yeah. we have a tendency when we're stressed or when we're angry, those shoulders yes. go up and you're ready to just punch something. Yeah, fight or flight mode. Here we go again. Yeah, the shoulders go up towards the and ears. And that's one thing that you do concentrate on is opening up your chest and getting yep. those shoulder blades down. Yep. And Then it takes the stress off the neck. And it's made a big, big, big difference. Yeah, that's exactly why I would think. When you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, well, I know exactly why that's happening because <laughs> the yoga is focused on... And then this this isn't related to me, but one interesting thing, my husband has major back issues because he has, he's had scoliosis since he was a person and visiting with his neurosurgeon when he told him he had the spine of a 150 year old, (laughs) even though he had the physical appearance of somebody in his fifties and my husband's 80, told him. And this came as a total surprise to me, the best thing for low back injuries or pain is yoga. It's the closest thing to a miracle that there is. And those were his exact words. All right. <laughs> there's a there's a good endorsement. That was something that, you know, I never said anything about I did yoga or anything. We were just discussing what he could do because we feel that surgery was not an option for him because of his age and It would be a a major, major complicated surgery at this time, and it would just be horrendous for him to go through. And he said that the yoga was the best thing in the world and that we should do it together. There you have it, a neurosurgeon speaking. Yeah. (laughs) Yoga, yoga is the answer. I have had people ask me, 15 up, when they really are starting to want to preserve their quality of life and function, like what is the number one thing that I would recommend, you know, is it cardio? Is it weightlifting? Is it yoga? Is it Pilates? And really it's, I think yoga is very much number one and Pilates wouldn't be too far behind it. Very much those two things. Yes. Do I think cardio is important? Sure. I, I do, but you know, you you can, walking is fine. Doesn't have to be anything super crazy. And weightlifting has its benefits, but if you really pinned me down, I would say yoga would be number one, and then Pilates would be number two. 
Well, I definitely agree with you. My sister beat up on me for years to do yoga. <laughs> and it was one of these things. Well, if my little sister's telling me what I should do, I don't think so. <laughs> but of course, because of her flexibility and her fitness and everything, she was doing the power moves, you know, the, the ones, you, these strange pretzel twists that you see. And I knew that that wasn't something I was going to be able to do. But you don't have to to get the benefits of yoga. So there's a lot of moves that are extremely beneficial and yoga's in my life forever for now. And, and I do think that is a concern people are worried about. They think of yoga and they think of these long, slender bodies that are young and can twist up in a pretzel. And it's like, we can, we start with where you're at. I have many people who really can only stay in the chair the whole time. And when I did, when I went through the chair yoga to understand what my clients would be feeling, I still had a good workout. It was really about me and my intensity of pulling the muscles apart. So when you're pulling one direction, you're pulling the opposite on the other side. The opposing forces is what stimulates that bone density. It's not whether or not I'm standing or sitting. It's whether how I just take the stretch to the, the degree that I'm capable of for my body if I take it to the end range without hurting and feel those muscles pulling against each other, I know I'm stimulating bone. And so it doesn't matter if I'm sitting or if I'm standing. I still got a really effective workout. I still felt stuff happening that, because I really thought going into it, and this is just, I'm sure everyone's biased, like, all right, I'll go through the chair class yoga just so I understand what it's about, but that's probably not going to, I'm not going to get much out of this. I won't be sore. It won't be a workout. I was so wrong. So, so wrong. <laughs> So I was humbled. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll agree with you because the first couple of times I did it, it, it was sore muscles. You, you realize that you're using muscles in ways you haven't for a long, long time. And I think probably the way you use your muscles and stretches is something that you don't get in everyday activity. You, that is an important phrase right there because people will tell me all the time, I'm very active. I don't sit still. I'm always doing something. It's different. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I encourage people, you know, don't sit around all day. Of course not. Yes, I get it. You're you're busy in the kitchen or outside or, you know, around the house, whatever, or running errands. You're, you're moving, which is good, but it doesn't strengthen muscles or stretch you in ways that these purposeful yoga classes or if you're into strength training, that th those things don't happen with just everyday activities. No, and with everyday activities, your mind is still busy. Yes. And that's the benefit of yoga. You're, you're using your muscles, you're stretching your muscles, but you're calming your mind, your heart, and your breath. Yeah. And it's, it's a huge benefit. Yes, for sure. And I think in the busyness of life, people just don't always want to fit this in, but it is like, if you do, you'll reap so many benefits. I know. And that's one reason I wanted to do the yoga classes to make it a habit. Yeah. And it's like, not if I miss it, if I don't do it for a week, it's if I don't, if I miss a class and I do the yoga three times a week, if I miss a class, I can really tell the difference. Wow. Yeah. It's, and I'm working towards doing it every day at home. Perfect. I haven't got there quite yet because I need to, to get that habit firmly entrenched. And once it becomes a habit, 
or you realize how beneficial it is when you mit- when you don't do it and you miss it, you realize how good you feel when you do it. Yes. And yeah. it, it does make such a difference in your mobility, your balance, just your frame of mind, uh, your ability to deal with stress and deal with your kids and deal with your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> deal with life yeah. and everything that gets thrown at you. <laughs> I guess I can really understand where the surgeon's coming from when he says it's the closest thing to a miracle you can get. Yeah. Did he say if he did yoga himself? He does. I he figured. and his wife. Yeah. He and his wife do it together in the evenings. Yeah. That's similar. I mean, that's what I have heard many surgeons and practitioners in this community talk about. They're in favor of yoga and Pilates. That's kind of like right on the top of their food chain of recommendations for for patients that are kind of battling kind of some chronic, you know, spine issues. Well, I have done a little bit of Pilates, and while there are similar moves in both of them, I think for somebody that has challenges, mm-hmm. pain issues, I think the yoga Yoga's is a little bit better. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more modifications you have to go through with the Pilates Right. And it's, I just think that the yoga with its concentration on the breathing, breathing and the concentration on focusing on getting the muscles to to really stretch and and not tense up while you're doing it. You're stretching those muscles, but you're keeping your body relaxed. You want to keep yeah. the tension out, but you want to stretch those muscles and you want to bear, hold the pose so that you build the strength. And it's not an aggressive nope. thing. It's more relaxing and strengthening your body and becoming aware of your body. Yeah. If someone talks to you about that they're afraid to try yoga because they're afraid they would get hurt, what would you say to them? How would you explain like that you don't need to be afraid? Particularly with the yoga that's taught here at, at Penrose, because you do have an instructor who's very familiar with physical therapy and what needs to be done to protect you. And they usually know your issues and they'll make sure that you don't do anything to injure yourself. You always have a chair for balance or support if you need it. And you don't, it's not a competition. You don't have to do it exactly like everybody else. You do it what your body allows. And by taking it slowly you build confidence in your body yeah. that it can do it. Yeah. So that's really the benefit. I had a client who found out she had really soft bone and was told in the medical arena not to do yoga anymore. And she was crushed because she was like a yogi. Like she was like mm. doing advanced yoga. So when I met with her, I'm like, well, we need to modify things so you're not bending in certain ways that would put your bones at risk, but you can still do it. They just need to be modified and you can still get the benefits that just might look, some of the poses will look a little different in terms of we don't want your back rounding as much. So I guess I just say that to someone listening out there that you can modify yoga to almost, there's very few things where, where I would say you can't do it. Like there's enough modifications and support that you would still get benefit. I would agree with that, particularly having (laughs) some of the challenges that I have had that yoga's keeping me out of a wheelchair. There you go. That's a good quote. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Because that's where I was headed. Yeah. No, that says a lot. So two good quotes there, keeping you out of a wheelchair and then 
the next closest thing to a miracle <laughs> for avoiding back surgery. Well, he said it's actually better than opioids. Yeah. So there you go, everyone. It doesn't have the side effects. That's right. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story and just the benefits that you've had with yoga. And for those listening, I hope it encourages people to potentially consider trying yoga if you if you haven't and you're struggling with some of those issues or if you don't know where to start and you have something that's really flared up physical therapy might be the first step first and then yoga mm -hmm. but be happy to help that's why we're here and then as usual we like to wrap up with our rapid fire questions so Cleo what is something in the Pacific Northwest that you have not done yet that is on your bucket list do you have anything oh yes okay to visit the Stone Rose Fossil Center at Republic in eastern Washington to go fossil hunting oh you can it's for a fee of course sure. but it helps support keeping the center the area open for people to fossil hunt and you get to keep three fossils. It's uh, you pay a fee, and it's you can hunt the whole day. And if you have something that's unusual, they may keep it for the collection, but they'll give you a replace it with another fossil. So I've seen it was on uh, PBS. There was a program on it, and that's how I first found out about it. But the mobility issues put that on the back burner. But I think I'm getting closer. So I was just going to ask that mobility-wise, what would be required? Do you have to hike a certain number of steps or miles or what? They have handicap access okay? because we check that out. Sure. And you can park closer to it. And if you need to, they will have somebody assist you to get to the site. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. And uh, they Do they have, let kids, like yes, families do yes, this? Yes, they have a family rate, I think. When I looked last, I don't know if it's changed. They're closed right now because of the season, but sure. the, the center stays open, but they close in January. But I think it's 15 for adults and 10 for children and seniors. But there's a family rate, and I think it's like 25 or $30 for two adults and two children. No, that sounds really mm. fun. I haven't heard of that. Well, it's a pretty area. It's a pretty drive over there, yeah. and it's something that you could do all day. And yeah, the whole Who knows what you'll find? It. Yeah. That's true. Very neat. What is your favorite restaurant locally? Oh, Olympia <laughs> Oyster House. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of been a, a generational thing. My husband's parents, who were from the Seattle area, went there in, in the days and uh, other family members. And we found it again when we came back and got his brother there. And so haven't been for a while, but because of COVID, but right, it's right. it's a wonderful place. Yeah, no, it is. And what is your number one advice for people who may feel like they just have to live in pain? And you you can really speak to this because you you do live in a little bit of daily pain. Like that is that is something you know, you know too well. <laughs> but what would you say to someone listening? Well, I've lived with chronic pain since I was 18 years old, and I'm now 78. So mm -hmm. it's been an ongoing process, and there is always, always something you can do. And it doesn't necessarily have to be surgery. In fact, surgery a lot of times is not a good option. Mm -hmm. And medications a lot of times are not a good option because of the side effects. I don't know of one medication that doesn't have some toxic side effect. 
Yeah. And I used to bemoan the fact that I don't deal very well with chemicals and I have been unable to take a lot of drugs. But in retrospect, it's been a benefit because I've avoided those complications that I would surely have by now from the narcotics and the painkillers and the anti-inflammatories that I would have been taking that I found out, oh, I can't take that. And then I find out, oh, it causes heart problems. <laughs> well, I can't take that one either. And then I found out, oh, it's addictive. Yeah. But so there's always something you can do and the natural ways actually seem to be much better and can be as effective in some cases, even more effective than surgery or pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. I think that was very helpful. Yes. All right. Till the next show. Take care, better care of your bodies. That's right. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast brought to you by Penrose and Associates Physical Therapy. If you want some free tips to implement right away on various problems like knee pain, back pain, running injuries, and many more issues, then jump on over to PenrosePT.com and download the free report that fits your needs. You will receive helpful tips right away and have the choice to email in for further questions and set up a free phone consultation. You can reach us at 360-456-1444 and info at PenrosePT.com. You can stay connected with us at StayHealthySouthSound.com and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast.